0: Thank you for joining us for week two of Detox. And listen, if you missed last week, there's a link right here on the screen. I want to encourage you to go ahead and take some time and access. I don't want you to miss not one week of this teaching around detox. All right. Now, uh, we got a lot of work to do today. So I want you to let's jump right into the reading. The Apostle Paul was writing a letter to the. Jesus followers in Rome, and we're just going to focus on one verse, verse two of chapter 12. Here's what he writes. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, if you were with us last week, you know that we looked at the life of Job. And here's one of the things that we learned from the life of Job, that it's impossible to go from tragedy to trauma to tragedy, to trauma, without having a major impact on our mental health and on our faith. So the prayer that kind of organized the teaching last week was simply this, Lord, detox my mind. Why don't you say this with me? Say it out loud. Lord, detox my mind. Now, last week, and I'm doing the same thing this week, I just want to challenge you to prioritize your mental health in this season and, uh, and and be honest about where we are as we struggle both with our mental health and as we try to grow in our faith. So listen, you might have been watching and you might be thinking, I need a little bit more support with my mental health than just this message. Great. We've put a link right here on the screen. and want you to go to our website and we've got an entire page of resources there. Uh, people that you can call, books you can read, a range of resources to help you. In addition to that, if you're a regular part of our MBCC community, member or partner of our community, we have what we call Stephen Ministers who have received 75 hours of training, and they are ready to be um, linked to you one-on-one. If you're going through a difficult season of grief or a difficult season of struggling with a disease, they want to connect with you and walk with you through this season. So just reach out to us. You see, at the end of the day, I don't want to just talk to you or preach at you. We want to walk alongside of you and be God's strength in your life. So give us a chance to do that. All right. Let me just do a quick review of last week. uh, Highlights. First of all, let me remind you about the detoxing process. When you detox your life or detox your body, what you're really doing is just removing the harmful or unhealthy substances from your system. And last week, we really focused on the kind of the first phase of that detoxing process, which is there's some stuff you got to get rid of unhealthy stuff. So the first thing I suggest you had to get rid of last week was you got to get rid of denial that when your family and friends and others ask you, hey, how are you doing? Well, let's not just shine them on and say we're okay. I I told you, we've got to be able to acknowledge, you know what? In this season, I'm not okay. The second thing you've got to get rid of is what I call immature assumptions about God. I highlighted two last week. Here's the first one. Uh, And all of us have believed this at some point or another, that a faithful relationship with God comes with a contractual guarantee. Against enduring major human suffering and loss. In other words, God, if I'm walking closely with you, I'm not supposed to live through tragedy. I'm not supposed to live through trauma. Hey, got to get rid of this. X that out because that's just not true. Listen, your faith is not a parachute that allows you to escape uh, the challenges and troubles of life. But no, your faith doesn't keep you out of trouble. It keeps you through trouble. By anchoring you to hope and courage and wisdom and strength, both naturally and supernaturally. Here's another assumption that we told you last week you want to get rid of. And that's this notion of confusing an unfair, broken world with the faithfulness of God. Don't say that because the world is unfair, God is not faithful. The world is unfair and God is faithful and his faithfulness shows up in the midst of an unfair world. Listen to the words of Jesus. Let's just just to remove all doubt about this notion that somehow faith should allow us to escape trouble and difficulty. Here's what Jesus says. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. He says "See, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. You can substitute that with traumas and tragedies. But then he says this, take heart, better translation, be of good courage because I have Overcome the world here's what Jesus says. Listen, he says that anyone who who ties their life to me <clears throat> you, there are two things that that you can rest assured of. The first is that if you keep living you're going to live through a crucifixion season. Yes, we all will live through a crucifixion. Season. He was crucified on Golgotha Hill, but the second is also true that after every crucifixion season. Is a resurrection season, and you may feel like you're drowning in grief. You may not be able to imagine tomorrow beyond the particular struggle that's in your life. But Jesus has declared to you that all who are connected to Him, come on, who allows Him to hold you in His grip, regardless to what's you're struggling through the day, you can rise again. Somebody shout, "I will rise again!" Come on, say it out loud. I will rise again. And so here's the truth that I want to make sure as we summarized last week, here's what I want you to know. I want you to be able to say, and people ask you, how are you doing? I want you to be able to say, well, I'm not okay. That's an accurate reflection of now in this season. But I want you to also be able to say as a statement of faith about the future, but I will be okay. All right, let's practice And Somebody say, how are you doing? Come on, say it with me. I'm not okay but I will be okay. Come on, one more time. How are you doing? I'm not okay, but I will be okay. All right, so that was last week. The stuff we've got to get rid of. This week, I want to focus on how do we start the process of renewing your mind? In other words, the prayer for this week is simply this. Lord, renew my mind. Listen, I've got this uh, little deal here. And uh, one of my staff picked it up from uh, Jumbo Juice. Now, I understand they sell it. It's called wheatgrass. And uh, they said it's full of natural minerals and stuff. No, no, no. I didn't say weed, <laughs> I said wheat. I just want to make sure we're clear here. Right? It's full of natural minerals and stuff. Well, okay. Why would somebody put themselves on a regiment to drink this this wheat grass over a period of time? Well, here's the deal. You know, as we go through life, our eating becomes undisciplined. Our exercise becomes undisciplined and it has a biological effect on us. Right. Our vitamin C drop, our vitamin D drop, the, the sugar in our, the sugar level in our blood rises. It's the same way about life, guys. That as you and I, over the last almost two years, we've lived from tragedy to trauma. You know, now the earthquake in Haiti, the, the horrible stuff that's happening in Afghanistan on top of you. In California, we're dealing with a drought. We're also dealing with fires that are breaking out. You know, some of you have lost your job. Somebody's gotten sick and you've been diagnosed positive with COVID. Somebody else have lost a loved one. And on and on and on. You know what happens? As you work through tragedy and disappointment and dreams that have turned to nightmare, all that stuff, toxicity of politics, your system gets unbalanced. The love in your life drops. The grace in your life drops. The forgiveness in your life drops. The toxicity begins to rise. There's more unforgiveness. There's more tendency to judge others. Come on. There's a a greater tendency to cancel people out of your life come on there's a more of a hard-heartedness there's there's an increase in your cynicism and in your indifference to others your compassion drops this is a time when we need to be praying god restore the balance in our lives renew my mind and so this is what paul is talking about you know paul you know, I, 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 I didn't, but in verse 1 of chapter 12, here's what he says. He says, here's how it starts. That from time to time, we've got to return to our relationship with God and Jesus. and We've got to return to the foot of the cross. And we've got to look up from the foot of the cross. And we've got to see the Son of God dying with you and with me on his mind. And through his death, he destroys the power of sin and shame In our lives. Through grace and forgiveness. And through his resurrection. He destroys the power of death itself. Over our lives. And that is an extraordinary outpouring of God's love to us. And Paul says that we have to. This is why you. This is why you show up for worship. This is why you watch us online. This is why you engage with, your, with the Word of God, because, because you've got to be reminded, you've got to be refilled with the unconditional, incredible love of God. And as that fills your life, it begins to restore balance to how you interact with people around you. That is the context for this verse. Therefore, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Watch this by the renewing of your mind. I love how the New Living Translation puts it. Don't copy the behavior, customs of this world. No, 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 no. But let God transform you into a brand new person. How? By changing the way you think. Can you just say it with me? Lord, renew my mind. Renew my mind. Now, I want to focus on this part of the text right now, initially. Don't copy the behavior of the world around you. It's it's custom, but I want to focus specifically. You know how people around you are interacting and behaving? There's people, man, people are just, they're, they're literally losing their minds. They're jumping on each other. They're fighting people. They're walking away from relationships that are important. I mean, this is a time... Not to replicate what you see around you. Anger, upset, toxicity. Oh, no. As a Jesus follower. God says, I called you to a different experience. Why? Because you know a different love. You know, um, my wife and my daughter introduced me to a brand new series on Disney Plus. That's called the Mysterious Benedict Society. Now, really? It's taken from a book that was written actually uh, in 2007. The first one was written. Uh, Then between 2007, 2009, it was a total of three. Then in 2017, the fourth one was written. They all became bestsellers on the New York Times listing. And, And now they've turned it into a fabulous series. It's the Mysterious Benedict Society. Mr. Benedict is kind of the center of the story. And at the end of the day, he ends up recruiting four very gifted and talented young people to help save the world. Here's a picture of him engaging with them right now. Uh, 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 These four talented young people theres three in this picture, but there's actually four of them to help to save the world in a sense from itself. And, as my wife and daughter introduced me to this, I have found this to be interesting. Listen, here's how the opening episode opens up. Keep in the back of your mind. Uh, don't replicate the customs of the world around you. Now, here's how, here's how the opening scene opens. Uh, the, the tutor comes in. All four of these young people have been abandoned by their parents. They've been abused and misused by folk who love them. They've been scattered across the world in these different orphanages, et cetera, et cetera. They will be recruited and brought together out of those experiences. But Miss the, the tutor comes and finds the young man named Rainey. He's sitting at an orphanage, and she says, how are you doing today? She's about to tell him about this opportunity uh, that, uh, to get into this distinguished school, so it appears. She says, how are you doing today? And he responds, I'm a little anxious, I think. He goes on to say, he says, every morning I wake up, I feel like something bad is going to happen. She says, "Oh, that's the emergency. The emergency is this, is this, is this thing that hangs in the atmosphere that keeps people on edge." And he goes on to say, he says, "Listen, every day I feel like something terrible is going to happen. I, I, I feel like it's all going to come." Apart, And I feel like there's nobody in charge who can stop or who can help. And he says, and we're just, he says, and everybody is just so scared around us. Now, those words was written in 2007, but what an accurate description of the contemporary times that we're living in. Somebody is listening to me. You say, wow, that's me. That's what I feel right now. That when you wake up, given all of the traumas and all of the stuff that we're living through, you wake up every morning feeling like something bad is going to happen. You, 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 you feel like the world is coming unglued and, and doesn't look like anybody is minding the store. And you see, you look at the news and you look at your family members and you look at the folks that you're working on. Everybody's so scared around you. Just circle that, keep that in the back of your mind. Well, as as he talks to his kids, go back to the next, go back. As he talks to these kids, they ask him, why have you picked us, Mr. Benedict? And in summary, Mr. Benedict says, here's why I picked you, to be a part of this secret team to save the world. It's because despite all the pain that has happened to you, it could not destroy the brilliance that's in you. Now, just a few moments ago, we took time to pray for all of the students who are going back to school from preschool to postgraduate. And I, I want some high schooler to lean in here. I want some middle schooler to lean in here. I want somebody who's struggling in college and thinking about whether or not I will go back to get my graduate. I, I want you to lean in right here. Right. Because somebody's thinking, you know, The last year and a half has been so tough. I've dealt with a death. uh, 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 My my loved ones have been sick. Our finances have dropped. I'm not even sure how we can pay for college. And I want you to hear this insight. This is an important insight for you. Don't allow the pain that you're living through to destroy God's purpose that's living within you. In every person watching me now, God has put a brilliance in you. It's different in each one of us. For some it's, it's the mind that understands science and English and you're great at oratory. And yet for others uh, the brilliance shows up as, as, as an expression of, of art. You know I was in an AT&T store the other day and I got to know one of the persons who was working on my phones and before I know it as I got inside of her store she, she shared with me a picture when she was in quarantine in her house. She turned a dreary window. She took some uh, uh mask and tape uh and 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 paint and took a jewelry window and turned it into a beautiful replicate of a stained glass window. Brilliance. For some of you it's art. For others it's dance or musician playing the piano or vocalist. For for still others it's 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 I know people who barely graduated from high school. And yet They can read a blueprint and build a $30 million house. Brilliance. Brilliance in every soul watching me. God has a brilliance in you. Let me put it like this. Somebody may be watching me on the phone and you're in a homeless context. Your current address does not have to determine your ultimate destination. (laughs) Ask Steve. Here he is right here. Steve at one point in his life was a car salesman and he was homeless living in his car. But if he was here today, he would tell you he tapped into his brilliance, kept developing the gift of comedic timing and storytelling that God gave him. And then he tied that to his faith, a faith that believed that he had a God in his life. That could open doors that no one could shut. And in God's timing, the doors opened. Come on now. And his gift uh, uh, made space for him. And he went from living in his car to being one of the most iconic figures of success in the world. God says to tell somebody listening to me that it has not entered into any ear, no eye has seen, no mind has imagined the things that he has prepared for. You just tap into your brilliance and tie it to your faith. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, 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 but do so not replicating the, the customs of the world, the behavior of the world around you. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the point I back back into. So, Mr. Benedict asked those kids, why did I pick you? You know, they had taken a lot of different tests, academic tests, but also tests that demonstrated their compassion. And they scored off the charts. And so he says, so why do you think I picked you? Oh, well, they talked about their pain and their abandonment and their being orphans. He said, yeah, but there's one more thing. It is right here. Here's what he writes. It was clear that you all possess a quality that's severely lacking in our society, don't replicate the behavior of the world around you. What is the quality, Mr. Benedict? Right here. Empathy. Can you say empathy? He goes on to explain. He says, <clears throat> you see others. You care for others. So here's, here, here's the insight I want you to write down. When when, when God is saying, renew your mind by not replicating the behavior, here's the first thing you got to do. This right here. Choose to act out of empathy, the ability to see others, the ability to care for others, the ability to feel for others, and not of what you're afraid of. Oh, yeah, acknowledge what you're afraid of. Uh, Pay attention to what you're afraid of. But don't allow fear to dictate your actions towards others. Shout. Empathy. Yeah. Guess what? You know, the greatest model of this is Jesus Christ. He's the greatest model. Don't you remember that the writer the Gospel of John says this? In the beginning was the word. He's talking about Jesus. You know, through him, all things were made. Without him was not anything made that is made. In him is life and the life became the light of people. And then in verse 14, here's what he says. And so the word Jesus became human and made his home among us. And here comes him. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. You know what he's saying? He says God was not content just watching us and looking at us. That God wanted to feel what we feel. He wanted to know the experience that we're living through. So God becomes in Jesus human. And he moves into our address. He moves into our neighborhood. He moves into our experience. Come on now. Can somebody shout empathy? And in him we find one who's full of dependable love and faithfulness. Shout empathy. This This helps us to understand why Paul says a little later, he says, I want you to be transformed by how you think. Now, here's one of the ways that it's going to look. Here's, here's one of the ways you're going to act different than the people around you. Look at what he says here in Romans 12, 14. He says, he, says, he says, now, empathy is the only thing that makes these verses make sense. Seeing the pain in other people's story, feeling the pain in other people's life. Empathy is what makes this verse look, make sense. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Cause, because hurt people hurt other people, right? Pray that God will bless them. Come on. Here's the feeling. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Shout empathy. Yes. Choose to interact with others out of a place of empathy, not fear. All right. Here's the, point. Here's, what, here's the point I want you to remember. <clears throat> if you're going through tough times, so are your kids. So are the people that you're working with. Come on. Uh, so are your parents. So are your next door neighbor. So, so, so if they're acting a little funky with you, just understand that you act funky with others. Come on now. And, 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 and your own awareness of your pain should help you to see the pain in other people's lives and help you to be a grace of a source of grace. And we'll come back to that next week. Shout, shout source of grace. All right. So here's the question I'm answering. How do we access a personal empathy? So many of us feel so cold, so indifferent, so unforgiving, so self, you know where that comes? We're self absorbed We're self-focused because that's what pain does in internal turns us inward. Oftentimes, how do we do it? Well, Paul addresses that. Just one verse after he says, change the way you think, is what he says. Don't think you are better than you really are. <laughs> yeah, don't replicate how the rest of the world think. Uh-uh. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. So let me remind you of this statement. Here we go. Though I will be okay, picking up from what I said earlier. Right now, I'm not okay. And because I'm honest about my pain, I can see your pain. Those kids in that, in that amazing story, uh, those four kids, because they were in touch with their pain, they were able to see others, care for others. Yeah, that's the secret. Here's another key. Here's another key. This is in the words of Jesus. Do the others as you would have them to do to you. Just say this with me. Say, let me treat others the way I want to be treated. That's it. Say it again. Treat others the way I want to be treated. That's the point. What does that look like in life? Well, let me ask you. When you're hurting, how do you want to be treated? How do you want people to speak to you? What kind of patience do you want people to have with you right now when you go to work, when you're in your house? What what would you like to experience? Well, here's the first thing you want to know. You want people to listen more and talk less. Yeah. Listen more to you and talk less. You know, the other day, we've added another child to our family and I was challenging uh, him about Washing the dishes and some chores, et cetera. And then something said, Whoa, 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 Listen more. When you listen more, you know what? You start asking questions. And you're talking less. Some say, perhaps there's there's a story behind His hesitance and I got in, I started asking some questions and, and, and slowly a story emerged that, that reflected his, his, some pain and reflected some fear. And, and, and I listened and I heard him and I saw him and I affirmed him. And and when I was sure that he knew that he had been heard and seen and affirmed, then I said, all right, now go ahead and wash those dishes. (laughs) You see, acting with empathy doesn't mean that you have to be less disciplined or less accountable. But it means that you let people know that you you care enough to see and hear. Empathy. That's the powerful word. All right. Here's the next thing. Be kind. Here's how you want people to treat you, right? Don't you want people to be kind in how they talk to you? And then also, in terms of what they do for you, what about you? You know, some of us, some of you, you do the right things, you do kind things, but you do it with a nasty attitude. Come on, lean in here. Don't look at the person if they're sitting next to you, if you're sitting there in San Jose, out there in the, in the, in, the, in, in, in River City, or the person sitting in the living room, just, just look straight ahead. Yeah. When Jesus, when the woman was thrown before Jesus who were caught in adultery, the way he handled that and filled her life with grace and kept her dignity intact was he didn't just do something good for her. He engaged her with a loving tone. Check your tone. Praise God. All right. Here's the last point. So, yeah, choose To act out of a place of empathy in relationship to others and not out of a place of fear. And secondly, if I'm going to renew my mind, come on, shout with me, Lord, renew my mind. Shout with me, Lord, renew my mind. Here's the second thing. Got to change your feet. Yeah, you got to change. It. You've got to change your Twitter feed, your Facebook feed, your news feed. You've got to change the stuff you're feeding your mind. That's driving trauma and fear and anger and pain on a regular basis. You know, when Mister Benedict was talking to the kids, when he was talking to well, first of all, here, notice what it says in the text. I want to just work this text. Paul says, "But let God transform you into a new person by what? Changing the way you think." And one of the ways he changes how you think is that you've got to change your feet. Here's what Ms. Benedict said <clears throat> to the kids. He, he was saying, he was saying, listen, there's some shadowy figures behind uh, the folk who are keeping this emergency alive in the atmosphere. He says, you know what they're doing? They're sending out secret undetectable messages designed to distract us, designed to scare us designed to divide us. Now, listen, guys, he could have been talking about 2021 and, and I'm not talking about any particular group. Listen, I'm talking about how, you remember what Paul said in another context? We wrestle not just against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities that's using people who are unaware. And you know, the market strategies that drive m- the news channels and the popular Twitter feeds, you, you, you know the market strategy? Make you angry at somebody. Remind you of what makes you different than somebody else. It drives division and anger and, and all of that adds to anxiety. And it keeps you from going to sleep at night. And it drives a wedge between you and your relationships. Change your feed, guys. All right. If I'm going to change my feed, what I'm going to change it to. I'm, I'm wrapping this up, guys. Feed on Uplifting conversations, uplifting and inspiring movies and social media stories and, 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 and work, walk backwards through your memory and remember the places of love and remember the things that God has done for you. Because I can hear the psalmist declare, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Somebody shout, change my feed. Uh, uh, not only change this, but, but, but feed on God's Word. Let me give you a practical, real practical insight. If you don't have this, download the U Version Bible app. In early Christendom, Jesus followers used to uh, do a devotion in the morning, and they would do a devotion in the evening. I want to challenge you to do the same thing. Just, they have hundreds of devotions in this app that will engage you with God's word, but more importantly, help you to internalize God's word in your life spend some time with God in the morning and in the evening here's what the psalmist says when it comes to feeding on God's word blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord who meditates on his law day and night he goes on to say for that person will be like a tree planted by streams of water and when the drought comes his leaves or her leaves will not wither but they will bear fruit even in a drought, and God will prosper them. Feed on God's word. And then lastly, my good friends, feed on God's centered worship. I mean, this is how, you're talking about renewing my mind and regenerating my soul. Listen, let me give you another tidbit. Download the NBCC app if you haven't done so already. Go to the media section. And it's packed with all of the worship songs that we sing by the original artists. And you can hear those original songs and engage in worship. Maybe you like country music genre or rock and roll genre. Do you know you can get Christian music in all those genres? Just go to Apple Music or Spotify and download whatever genre you want. Songs that center on the worship of God. Can I just end by sharing with you my playlist? Can I, can, I, can, I, can I just share with you how God has been attending to my soul, how he's been working me through this difficult patch of time. I've just been throwing myself into the, his worship by music. And I love Oceans by Hillsongs. I love Jehovah Jireh by Miss Carr. I love I Know My Redeemer Lives by Nicole Mullen. All these songs reminds me of the faithfulness of God. I love It Is Well by Mr. Marco. But there's an album that I've been listening to again and again and again. Uh, it's Believe For It by C.C. One. Oh, I, I highly recommend this. It's, it, it, it's, it's packed with, with songs that infuse, infuses and renews your mind. <laughs> and my favorite of all is this right here. Sometimes I can't find the words to pray, but I, I, I lock into this one right here. The goodness of God. Come on. I I, I want you to just experience a little bit of it with me right now. I love you, Lord. Mm. For your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. This is how I renew my mind, guys. From the moment that I wake this is how I remember who he is. Come on, if this is your testimony, just oh, go ahead and stand. You're in San Jose. You're in Redwood City. River out on the patio, oh, just go ahead and stand. Mm-hmm. You're watching us from your home. My life you have been come on, come on. If this is blessing, you just stand, even in your home. Or maybe you're in your bed and you can just, just wave your hand. Affirm this testimony. So mm. With every breath that I am able. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of the goodness of God. My God. Mm. I love your voice. Come on. You have led me through the fire. Come on. Has He been with you through the fire? Has she He been with you through the darkest? Light, no this is what I have to remember when I'm going through tough I times. Know mm. I know You as a You mm-hmm. in the goodness of God. Oh, I love this. I've been up, I've been down, but he's been with me in every circumstance. When I feel like I can't go on anymore, I remember this. Listen, guys, I can't explain the evil that's taking place in Afghanistan, all the horror that's happening in Haiti. I don't know why we've got this extended pandemic. And I, I empathize with folk who are asking the question, how can and where is God and all of that kind of stuff. I, I, I can empathize. I can give you some theological answers. I can remind you that one day with God is like a thousand years with us. And, you know, I can tell you about free will and, and all of that kind of stuff and, the, and, 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 and living out the free will, consequences of our free will and, and all that. But when I step from the philosophical and step into my relationship with God, that's where I can tell you what I know. I can tell you about how he's never left me, how he's never failed me, how he's never forsaken me, even when I felt that it was all lost, how he helped me to rise again. And I want to just say to you guys, I, I, I want to offer you what I have. See, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know, is it going to be COVID or a stroke or cancer for you or for me or a car accident or somebody, you know, overtaking me. But here's what I know. that wherever death finds me, I'm saved. I'm safe. And that I will live again. Do you have that assurance? Let me tell you what the scripture says. That if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died for your sins on Calvary cross and that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. And and here's the deal. Here's what what I do in the midst of my great confusion about the world. When I want to be reminded of his faithfulness, I can look from my life to the cross and I say, "I, I, I I can't understand what's going on, but I know one thing. Whatever's happening, it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me because the cross and his walking with me makes all the difference. I want to give you an opportunity to lean into your faith, to make a faith commitment. So here's the deal. You can access our connection card by simply downloading our app and encourage you to go ahead and do that now. you know, there's a QR code on the screen. Just go ahead and take your phone out and just focus on that QR code. It'll take you directly to the connection card. And this very moment, you can secure your life for eternity. That I know by simply saying, hey, I want to commit my life to Jesus. And there's a box for you to check. Or I want to return to him in faith. There's a box for you to check. Or there's a third box that says, I want more information. Check that will respond. Let me make it even easier for you. If you just got your phone and you don't want to deal with our connection card, just text Jesus as your statement of faith. Text Jesus 77411. And if you go ahead and do that now, and if you will do that, or if you filled out those first two blanks on your connection card in terms of committing your life or recommitting your life, I'm going to send you an email. You're going to hear from me personally. In the next couple of days, not only thanking you for taking this step that has transformed your destiny, but also offering some additional support. Would you go ahead and do that and secure your faith and secure your future? Now, uh, here's the response to the message. It's a prayer that I just want to encourage all of you. Take a picture of it and just pray. Just wake up in the morning, take a few moments and pray this prayer. Lord, renew my mind. Help me to choose empathy over fear. Help me to change my feed. And then I want you to wrestle with this reflection question. Take a picture of it. Reflect on this. Is my tone normally kind or harsh? And hey, if you don't know the answer to that, just ask some of the, find five people that you usually interact with over the course of a day and ask them to be honest with you about that. All right, I'll see you next week. Hey, guys, I hope you were blessed by this message and that, that experience that we just shared together, God renewing our minds. Listen, make sure you get back here next Sunday for week three of Detox. And, of course, if you're watching online, 9 and 11 a.m. Pacific time, if you're in person, you can join us uh, at either our Ritwood City campus or at our, at our San Jose campus. Remember, you don't have to pre-register anymore. You can just simply come on and show up.